you struggled with self-confidence? Being over 50, I've had countless moments of self-doubt from questioning my career choices to going through a divorce and trying to navigate the dating world as a single mom. Sometimes it feels like the doubts just keep piling up, but I know I'm not alone in this struggle. I am your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to be sharing the Beautifully Confident show where we'll explore ways to grow our confidence inside and out. We'll hear from experts who have been through it all and learn practical tips for embracing our strengths and feeling more self-assured. I'm excited to embark on this journey of self-discovery and growth, and I hope you'll join me in overcoming our doubts and fears and become beautifully confident together. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and I am thrilled to have my friend Mark Lawrence on here. So Mark and I have been in the same community for a very long time, um, and he is a famous radio personality in our area, and I just, I love the message that he is putting out. So in our conversation last week, he was just saying a few things about some some different series he had done and his his heart for helping women, uh, young girls, people in general. Um, and some of the series that he has done and on the radio and, and shared with people. And the other reason I wanted to have him on here is to also showcase that a lot of professionals go through pivot points, turning points, seasons in their life. And it is okay to recognize and realize that our confidence gets shaken, whether we are men or women. And sometimes we need to claim that next season in our life. Welcome, Mark. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much. This is great to be here. Greetings, everyone. Uh, this is borderline bucket list for me because I've been listening to your podcast for about a year or so. So this is a real treat. And uh, maybe edit down the tone down the intro a little bit. My lovely bride, when I got an award once in Sunbury and uh, it was the Citizen of the Year Award. And she says, isn't it funny? The Citizen of the Year doesn't know where the hamper is at his house. <laughs> so, um, she may remind me of that. Oh, my. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's a give and take in our households. <laughs> right. I am human. <laughs> well, let me share just a little bit about Mark. Um, he is strikingly handsome, as you will see on our videogram and when this airs on the TV show as well. <laughs> um, and he was the former program direct director at WKOK. Um, he does have a new position that he is moving to, and he will share that in just a little bit. So currently he is freelancing, he's not job hunting anymore, um, part-time radio reporter, and yes, he is the husband to his lovely bride. <laughs> so we would love to hear from you, Mark. Um, so Mark, tell us just a little bit about your journey of how you got to this point in life. Well, I always had an interest in radio since I was a little kid. I knew some people that worked at WKOK Radio when it was on Front Street in Sunbury. And so I would visit the radio station and that developed an interest as high school went on. We did radio announcements that we would air on WKOK from in the high school studio and then uh, went to college and picked up broadcast journalism as I went through Penn State and looked for a job in the Philadelphia area where I was living at the time down there and didn't find one there, but about two years after graduation, got a job at WHLM in Bloomsburg, an AM radio station. A great fortuitous uh, accident, so to speak, that I found out about the job, 
And and then I was just going to be a part-timer, but whomever was going to fill the full-time position couldn't do it. And so they asked me to stay on full-time. And so I worked there probably for about uh, 10 years or so, and then went to WKOK as the news director. But I've always had an interest in, in radio just as a career, but also had an interest in what the radio could do in terms of the community. And WKOK became a perfect fit for that, the uh, a former owner of the radio station, the late Roger Haddon Sr., once said making money was just an excuse. What it really was there to super serve the community. And so I could tell that in the job and, and always worked to do that. Of course, there were other things. There's fires and crashes and programming and, you know, hours to fill and so on. But uh, we we always had a sense that uh, what we aired helped the community. And so that always just kind of fit with my mindset. And uh, I always enjoyed that and then became program director to BKOK about 20 years ago and stayed there until lately. Um, it, it, the radio business now is 24-7. The computers call you or you log in. And so uh, at 63, I start, started to think that, you know, maybe there would be time for a, a different change or a career or sort of a pre-retirement job, something like that. And so my wife and I talked about it and uh, I gave a three month notice in case they wanted to replace me outright, they could do so or make any programming changes. There's an eager beaver at the station now taking over. So that kind of helped. And uh, so then about uh, three months ago, I launched a job hunt. And so I gave notice, launched the job hunt. And I'll be starting a new job on August 14th at the Danville Area Community Center. They have a director of community engagement position. They're starting. It's external relations, fundraising, and outreach, and making sure the whole community knows about the DAC, they call it. So I'll be doing that in a couple of weeks. That's awesome. Ah, I I love some of the things you said um, with the the first owner of the radio station and how he really focused on the community and what radio could do. And that, at this point, is, you know, it's also what podcasting can do is we're getting a message across to people who who need to hear these things and i i love that you talked about you know the shift that you're making because i think a lot of people probably looked at you like what are you what are you crazy like you have a successful career and everybody knows you and you know that that wasn't in your heart it sounds like anymore and, you know, it sounds like looking to make even more of an impact, even though you've made a huge impact over all of these years, is your is your next step. And I, I think that's amazing. Um, Mark, could you talk about, because when we were talking last week, you, you shared some of the series and things that you had done in the past of how you spotlighted women and and some things that you you talked about on your show. Can you talk about a few of those things? Well, sure. In the WKOK newsroom and in the programming, we had a show called WKOK Sunrise uh, for the past 10 years or so. And what we would do is make sure that uh, the, the foci would be on women and girls in many occasions. And this started back when I was news director. It probably started when my daughter was an adolescent and said, you know, Dad, you always ask me to tell you about feature stories or sort of good news stories. He said, well, there's something going on in the middle school and that continued in the high school where adolescent girls are sort of in this angst, influx, crossroads. I'm not quite even sure how she described it. 
but she said it's a lot tougher to be an adolescent girl than it is for a boy and a lot of it has to do with relationships at home or relationships among the girls and she said this has got to be brought up and talked about and so I took that cue. We focused a little bit on the Ophelia project to make sure that we gave that some airtime. But also that that was just about the time some of the local programs, Dream It, Be It, with the Seroptimus, I think was probably just coming into our area at that time. And uh, I believe that plus the uh, uh, there there was becoming more of a focus on women and girls in the newsroom. And so uh, we started to make sure that all these groups that were doing something, whether it was the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce or Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce, uh, that they were uh, getting an open mic, that their work was being covered, that we're generating our own interviews to make sure that we're talking about uh, women and girls and the issues. And whether it was adolescents or uh, even women in business, making sure that, you know, the chambers of commerce or people like yourself that were focusing on women and, and some f focus on empowerment uh, was happening. We just made sure that happened and did stories about it and brought it up. Uh, it's it's one of the highlights of my career. There's a couple of awards we won that we really worked for and that we really um made sure that um that we had done the work we had done the work already but what and one of them was the focus on women and girls and we had women in the newsroom that were helping this and so i i certainly made sure that we that they had free reign to do reports uh ali stevens was in the newsroom she had girls on the run so while she was there and then after she left we made sure that she had an opportunity to that the whole program had an open mic that's great i love that um and so that is one of the the reasons I wanted you on here because I do I think it's important to realize that men sharing these ideas and these programs that are available and that women do have a voice to to step up and and it should start at adolescence and start acknowledging there are differences and there are differences of how boys and girls are treated and I I think it's great when men step up to acknowledge that, because I think sometimes women sort of get brushed to the side when we bring it up because it's, oh, you're being emotional, you're being dramatic. <laughs> um, so I think to hear from a man saying, no, this is this is something we need to talk about is even more impactful. So thank you. Thank you for doing that that work. Well, and I think around here, it, it seems as though there are fewer women business owners and fewer women in charge of businesses. And I think among the men who are the deciders or the folks in charge or, or the business owners, they may just think that there are equal opportunities for women and that women can do anything they want to. But really, the, the world's still in, in many ways set up to favor men in business, the networking and, and some other ways. So that's why I think... Um, it's got to be brought up and talked about. And I think for some of the men around here, just telling them would be sufficient. If if it's brought to their attention, that's that's a good start. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? When you when you brought that up. So for whoever's listening that doesn't know this, um, we both live in central Pennsylvania, which is um, kind of a, a smaller town area. And um, so we sort of have that feel. So, yes, there are not a lot of female business owners. And Mark, this is something I sort of, I, I either suppressed it or forgot about it. I'm not sure until we talked last week. And I realized there are, now this is not that long ago. This is within 
the past 15 to 20 years that this happened. Um, when I uh, moved my salon to a new building, it had to be passed by labor and industry. And the labor and industry inspector was a man. And he kept telling me all of these things that needed to be done to the building. But he was working with both me and the previous and, and the current landlord, who was a man. But he kept telling me all of these things that needed to be done. And some of them were, were ridiculous. Like, honestly, he would hold the door open at like a like a 90 degree angle and it had to close on its own. Um, and things that had to be done with the the fire alarm system and all of these things. And every time he'd come back, he'd say, nope, nope, it failed. Um, <laughs> and then when he would meet with the landlord, he would say, I don't know why she's saying this all needs to be done, but none of us could meet together. Like the three of us couldn't be. Um, and then it actually went to court. And my lawyer, um, who was fighting for me, and he was he was a man, he said, you actually are not welcome to come to the the hearing. Oh dear. And, uh, yes. And I was, I just didn't have enough um, I guess, confidence and strengthen myself to say, no, I'm I'm the client, I'm going. Um, but fortunately, he was he was most definitely my advocate and and had we started having everything signed and um he got it pushed through but it was clearly that i was a woman and he was not approving my space and the building until a man approved it and i <laughs> kind of forgotten about it until we talked and i thought oh my gosh like this and i bet this stuff is still going on well it's very subtle and if you ask if you ask the the people who are the leaders around here, how many women business leaders do they know? Or how many women business owners do they know? And it's still on one hand, you know, they can name the, the people they know who own the different places. And there may be women who are high up in those places or spouses or, um, I mean, in other places, you know, and men own businesses, but still the men are, the, are sort of the owner of record. It's rare that a couple is listed as the owner of record for something. So yeah, it, we still have a long way to go, but fortunately mm -hmm. your podcast is helping. And of course, all the podcasts and all the information that you put up, put out there, the Bucknell small business development center has a real push and there, the Seroptimus and the chambers of commerce around here are really making sure that women are brought up, talked about, uh, encouraged, empowered, told that they have choices. You know, they don't have to stay in the whatever job sort of the expected job is and they don't have to stay there for 20 or 30 years if they don't want to um that you know they have a lot of options these days yeah yes absolutely so um mark i'm going to have us take a little pivot because i also i like my guests to share kind of what caused them to change from from one season to another, you know, whether it's in a, a job situation. Um, so what made you at, at your point in life say, you know what, I, I'm, it's it's time. This season is is done here. What made you say that? Well, the big thing about where I was working was it was 24 seven, you know, and, and now it was my own fault. It was that way. It, it, it had been 24 seven for a long time in order to protest or in order for me to protest. I walked to the door voluntarily every every weekday morning. OK, that was my protest to keep going back. So it's not the business's fault. 
you know, it's my fault because I chose to operate it that way and to accept it and to work that way. But after a while, it became tiring. And I, I wouldn't say that I really had a way to back down. I did talk about the idea of being part time, but the, the concept of sort of a perfectionist and a lot of things. So there'd still be some things that I couldn't do or wouldn't do. And so um, I did, wasn't really, that didn't seem ideal to me. Plus I'd have to do another job also. So, or I would want to do another job also. So I guess that's what led up to it is the, you know, it's the immersive nature of being a good program director that probably led to that. And just the idea I had other things I wanted to do. I'm a lay preacher in the Lutheran church and that's not, ultra time consuming, but you have to give it the time, you know, when you're going to, when you're going to serve a church. Um, I like doing some other, you know, I like to work in the yard. I'm, I'm the weeder in chief here in the, in the sanctuary that we have going here. So, uh, but you know, there became less time for that. I have a new bike. I've only ridden it a couple of times. So I thought, well, this is, it, it just seems like this is a great um, opportunity. So, and again, with dialogue with my wife, making sure you know, uh, that this would happen. I would occasionally go on retreats and I would allow the this the radio station to call me. I mean, it's not their fault, it's mine. So um, so after a while, I just thought, well, this would be a great opportunity to, to try something new. Hmm. Okay. So a couple of things you said, Mark, that I think are important. Um, and I think it's, I, I think particularly important because I think a lot of things can be put on, on employees. Um, and I do think sometimes we, as people who care, we take on a lot of things. So I think it's important for us, no matter where we are, to set boundaries so that we're not we're not burning ourselves out. Um, and those boundaries can be set for ourselves, too, because <laughs> we do teach people how to treat us. So if we we are willing to work 24 seven, then yes, someone is willing to have us work 24 seven. Yes, absolutely. There's always someone out there to say yes to that question. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. Um, and then when we come back, we want to hear a little bit about what Mark is doing um, because it's more in the direction of, of filling more of a purpose that he wants to work at at this point in time. We'll be right back. Are you fed up with feeling exhausted and drained? I was some years ago until I took action to reclaim my confidence. Are you ready to regain your self-assurance and dive into a fulfilling professional journey that you adore? It's time to embrace the perfect blend of self-care and effective time management. Book a strategy call with me on my Beautifully Confident podcast website, where we'll team up and design a seamless work-life action plan tailored just for you. Take a peek at my 12-week She Elevates Now program, where we delve into the depths and establish lasting habits that will transform your life. Let's partner up and make magic happen. And we are back. Oh, so, Mark, I, I think it's important um, for our listeners to hear there may be a point in time that you feel like, I've been doing this, but now my heart is is in something else to fulfill a, a different purpose and and maybe give back you know more to the community not that you haven't given so much already um but looking for what are other areas that you could use your strengths 
Um, I'm a, a women's transformation coach. And that is something I help women with is, you know what, if this season doesn't feel so great anymore, how can you step into that next season? So tell us more about your next season and exactly um, what your your new work will be. Well, as I, as I started my job hunt about three months ago, um, I, I always call it my one mile per hour job hunt. Now, I certainly worked at it, but when I was still working full time, I couldn't do too much to do to for it. But, but as soon as I was done working, uh, you know, I, I, I have about 3000 contacts on my phone and started going down there and see who I could contact and join LinkedIn and and put my resume up on Indeed and, and those kind of things. So I'd kind of be out there. So but my criteria for job hunting was pretty specific because you know i joke i say do you have any positions for washed up radio guys you know so <laughs> that's never in any job description but um, it had to be something that moves the needle forward you know something that helps somebody or community it can't just be uh something that's uh, i've had plenty of jobs in my time where uh the goal was to make money and that was you know that was perfectly good and so uh that's what i did I'd have to be able to move the needle forward, something that helps the community. You know, I talked to folks at Evangelical Hospital in Geisinger that if they had any positions open, that I would be interested there. Talk to people that were at some of the other nonprofit groups around here. So uh, making sure that whatever job I get had an opportunity so that it was helping the salary, I'll, I'll use Roger Haddon Sr.'s quote again, that's just an excuse. You know, I, uh, I really just want to make sure that we're we're helping out and, um, and, and, and making sure that somebody's better off at the end of the day. Not that my friends who work at factories or, or other places aren't doing that, you know, taking fantastic care of your family and earning an income are all good. But I felt that I wanted, you get spoiled in radio. You want to keep on doing more to help and so that was the criteria for the job hunt for me yeah so who exactly um will you be serving in your new in your new position well i'll be working for the director of the danville area community center but the serving the community making sure that the the, the whole dac is out there that people know about it that we're doing some fundraising so that's sustainable Maybe I'll be able to use that mindset to make sure that there's some of the focuses on women's and girls. If, if they are not already doing that, don't know that they are or aren't, but you know, we'll find out more about that as we get started. And just making sure that uh, I'm you know, serving whatever the sort of the job description that they have is. It's one of the few jobs that I applied for lately where my resume fits the job description fairly well. So you know, to, to be able to go out into the community and to be a sort of a front person for them. So that's, that's what I'll be doing is kind of, I'll be kind of out there. <laughs> that's perfect. And honestly, for, for what you've done so far, I, it sounds like it's really taking your talents and applying them to the next phase of your life. And I think that's so important for all people to realize what are your talents and your gifts that you could apply? Because yeah, your paycheck is going to come after that if you're using your gifts and your talents. It doesn't necessarily always have to be a focus on money because it's it is going to come, you know, as you're you're focusing on those gifts and talents. So I think that's awesome. Um, things have you had happen? Well, like I, when I told my dad I wasn't going to work. 
he was like, well, how can a guy not work? You have to work. He's worked diligently his whole life. So, and other people I told, I'd be doing some freelancing and some part-time work and uh, I'll be doing some part-time work for WKOK and for WPGM in Danville. And uh, some folks said, no, that won't work. <laughs> you know, so it's funny to have people that, you know, when you say, well, I'm going to do something a little bit different, they say, no, that why are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to step off? Are you sure you want to take that kind of thing? And then when I'm job funding, to be told no is something I'm not really used to. You know, I can count on probably two hands the number of times that sort of major decisions didn't go my way. Uh, you know, I mean, probably because, you know, I, I sort of nurtured and made sure I was, you know, ready to make big decisions and, and, and life changes and things like that. But when you apply for a job and you think it's perfect and they don't even get back to you, you know, or, or they interview you and then it's crickets. They don't do anything. You know, that mm. that's the new way you probably hear about that. You know, people, you know, where you interview and then. They don't tell you anything. I guess maybe it's a liability thing. They think if they word it the wrong way or something, that maybe there's a dilemma there. But um, this idea of crickets from job from places where you're job hunting is is new. Or or you know, I would hold up my resume to a job that was out there and the job description up to the light, and they look perfect. And so you apply for the job, and they say no. You know, so or, you know we have five other fantastic candidates. So you're not in that pool at the moment. I mean, they're very gracious about it. I applied for a regional affairs kind of job at Wise Markets and such a gracious rejection. I kept it. It's like, well, you are a fantastic candidate, but we are, believe it or don't, there are some in the wise chain who work, who are probably going to work out, you know, maybe 1% better. So we're focusing on them now. Oh my. It doesn't even say no. <laughs> so that was a surprise, you know, for, for me, I don't get too many times when, you know, folks don't say, or folks don't agree to talk more. So, to, you know, some rejection along the way was a little bit unusual. So just listening to your podcast and, and other folks, you know, no is part of the vocabulary for a reason. So um, I'm always reminded of us came back to mind that that said are part of God's tests. And so or even our trials are part of God's plan. And so that became something that I really hung on to, this idea of uh, uh, things that are difficult are still part of the plan. Yeah, yes. Uh, those are very good points. Um, and I think for our listeners to hear, yes, you are probably going to hear no, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. as well as you may be making the people around you feel uncomfortable. And it's okay. They can own their their discomfort when it's time for us to move on and own our future and not have all those voices around us, but that people may not be as willing to accept our changes as we'd like them to. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and Mark, do you want to share um, what it means to be beautifully confident to you? Well, I've heard this question a thousand times, so I knew. <laughs> but how many times have I heard it? Forty or so? Is that? Uh, oh, so today, um, so when, as we are recording this, my fiftieth episode is airing. Wow. So if you, if you listeners have not caught that one, you want to head back to um, number fifty and listen to celebrate our fiftieth episode launching. So yes, please share with us. 
Well, I think it's really the fact that you uh, encourage women to make sure that they have some encouragers. You know, I just talked about the fact that if, if you would like someone to say no to you, there are a lot of people to to do that. And yourself, one of your one of your guests, it might have been Brigitte, who said that like 60 percent of our thoughts in our head are negative, you know, yes. and are sort of telling us, you know, to do less instead of more. So um, just be ready for that. And I and I think the encouragement that you give it to women to surround yourself with encouragers who have an informed opinion and say, yes, you know, I can find somebody who I know in a cursory fashion to say, yeah, Mark, do, you know, do whatever you want. Let's go out and do this. But uh, who knows you and knows what you can do and knows what you're capable of. And, and you do that. So I, I think being beautifully confident is a great descriptor for it because uh, there are people out in the world that, uh, you know, people might not, they might not be the main people in people's lives, but uh, I think some of these women get surrounded by these encouragers and then they can do more. Oh, thank you. And Mark, um, if anybody wants to connect with you, where's the best place they can find you? Well, Mark Lawrence Geeson is my last name. I don't use that much on the air for interviews, but uh, Geeson is the last name. I'm on LinkedIn and Mark Lawrence is on Facebook. So that's the best way. I still have got uh, the draft proposal for a podcast that brought that in case you want to see and your name's over there. So. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so um, I'll be doing a podcast in the, in the months ahead. I, I might take one of your podcast schools that you just talked about. I think Cami talked about a podcast school, right? Yes, actually. So Cami is on episode number 50 um, right. and she was my podcast teacher. So she has the, she's invincible podcast school. Um, and it is, it's an, it's amazing. I, I, I left, you know, knowing everything I needed to know and, and then some, so it was a great experience, but I love that. Do you have a name for it? Uh, Mark Lawrence, Sunrise, Sunrise, uh, Sunrise was the show we had at WKOK that went away. So, um, I don't know, maybe something with Susquehanna Valley in it, or greater Susquehanna Valley, Sunrise, something like that. What do, what do you think? Hmm. What do you think of Mark Lawrence Sunrise or Sunrise Mark Lawrence, something like that? So I am going to share with you how we came up with our names in the school is actually a little bit of a deeper dive. So I'm not going to reveal all of that, but I can tell you <laughs> <laughs> in that deeper dive left me in a meltdown on a Saturday afternoon in tears. And <laughs> I am not saying that you should shy away from things that make you uncomfortable. You should not. Um, but it yeah. is when you come up with a name that is truly, truly on your heart is when it, it shows up to people and they, it attracts the people that really should be listening to it. So yeah. you will take a deeper dive and <laughs> I think come up with something that's truly in your heart that speaks to who you want to hear it. Well, I, I certainly know how to do recordings, but <clears throat> I looked at the, you sent me a link last week and I clicked on that and looked at the different things she covers. I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about those. <laughs> oh, the, you know, target audiences and, you know, sort of some of the different uploading methods and so on. I, I thought, well, maybe we'll take the class. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. She has a heads up, so she'll be looking for your name. <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Um, and Mark, do you have any any last minute um, encouraging words for our listeners? Well, I don't think people should surround themselves with just encouragers, but make sure you have some. It's so easy in our lives to kind of 
get uh, to to do whatever we did today, and maybe our brain actually works that way, to do today what we did yesterday the same way. You know, maybe it requires less def- less effort or something, but um, to make sure you you know put some pivot points in front of you, think big. You know, read books that maybe folks recommend that maybe you wouldn't pick up. You know, you talk about that. Uh, a lot on your podcast different books that people have read i loved what was it i think it was brigitte who said a one-year-old doesn't read a book in order in order to learn how to walk and so yeah (laughs) that was a funny statement but uh when they grow up they can talk about how parents can encourage their kids to walk and a book may help there so um yeah just make sure you just listen to podcasts you know if you know connect after you interview somebody in the show notes, the links are there for the rest for them. So go back and listen to them. I, I think uh, sometimes it's always been my problem. Sometimes we think small and uh, at least know some people around you who think big. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I appreciate those those words of encouragement. And and yes, so that's kind of what caused my meltdown while I was going through podcast school is that I realized how small I was thinking and connecting with all of the amazing guests that I have had on my show made me realize how much bigger I could think and um, actually led to me establishing my coaching program because I realized how many women, how many more women I could help with helping them through their their pivot points and and just claiming their confidence and moving to that next season. So thank you so much for sharing today, Mark. And do you have a book in you? I do, actually. I have two books in the works. Um, I am a co-author in one, which is uh, Don't Be Invisible, Be Fabulous. And that chapter is already written. And then my book is coming out, which actually follows the same idea of my coaching program, which is called She Elevates Now. Okay, fantastic. Well, I'll look for that. Yeah. Make sure you come out with an audio version. If you don't have it, I'll voice it for you. So that we'll sounds great. That. <laughs> thank you so much, Mark. And thank you to our listeners. Please be sure to download, rate, and review our show. Um, especially after our 50th episode, we are just moving up and up the charts and I appreciate your support. Stay beautifully confident. Are you fed up with feeling exhausted and drained? I was some years ago until I took action to reclaim my confidence. Are you ready to regain your self-assurance and dive into a fulfilling professional journey that you adore? It's time to embrace the perfect blend of self-care and effective time management. Book a strategy call with me on my Beautifully Confident podcast website, where we'll team up and design a seamless work-life action plan tailored just for you. Take a peek at my 12-week She Elevates Now program, where we delve into the depths and establish lasting habits that will transform your life. Let's partner up and make magic happen. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.